Good morning, everybody. This is Judith Hope. You're listening to Mad Love. Let's get into it. Uh, I My sister made a special request for me to, to talk about the affirmative action being repealed. I mean, at this point, who's really shocked? And I'm probably going to sh- upset people or maybe surprise people with this response. I don't, I don't think that's a bad thing. I really don't. Um, I'm not a conservative. Uh, I also, I think I'm more upset about Roe, Roe v. Wade being overturned than affirmative action, mainly because the world is a lot different than it was when, uh, affirmative action was put into place. I think you, you will see a lot more people of color who look like you in academic institutions and that wasn't true before I think you'll see a lot more people in in those admissions departments that look more representative of the base uh universities are in trouble period uh if you want to be honest if you want to look at the math uh higher education as we know it right now anyway is is in peril you know you got these schools charging I don't know. When I worked at a very expensive university, this was 15 years ago, the tuition was $45,000 a year, a year. So I knew somebody who was getting a a psychology degree. And I'm like, why are you, why do you want to have a $200,000 psychology degree? You get psychology degree anywhere. There's nothing special about this particular psychology degree. You know, so as far as I'm concerned, the people who we were reserving all the rights for all these people to go on mass to college, a lot of them aren't going to college. A lot of them don't want the debt. A lot of them aren't. I'm sorry. They're not smart enough to go to college. Uh, They haven't been doing well in school for years. There have been decades of kids who have just been passed along who aren't good at school for whatever reason. You know, maybe they are learning challenged. Maybe they are poverty challenged. Maybe whatever the reason is, they weren't going to college. So to hold the door open for them and, you know, hold the door open for people who wouldn't ordinarily get in, I personally don't want that to be my MO. I went to a historically black school, so I don't think that really was a difference maker. And I always did really good in school, you know. And I, I'm sorry, we just have bigger problems than this. So what I'm saying is it doesn't bother me as much because, um, you know, I would want my kids to get in anyway based off of merit. That's just who I am. Um, I, I don't feel like I've ever been a diversity hire. I may have been, but I just turned out to also be an excellent hire. I don't want the door held open for me. And I can feel like I can just be mediocre because I've seen mediocre mediocrity up close. When you see someone who is truly a mediocre person and truly not great at something, I don't want to get in based off of my skin color or my gender, which never happens. And uh, just have the door held open for me and I get in and I can just sit on my ass because I know I'm a diversity hire. That doesn't appeal to me anyway. And yes, this is coming to the workplace. This is laying the ground for workplace uh, hires. Um, And I don't, I think we've come a long way in the people who are excelling. And don't buy this narrative. Everything you see on the news is not fucking real, you guys. There are a lot of people out here who are 
black and brown who are doing really well. There is this narrative that all black people are poor people and all poor people are black. And that's not true. There are people out here who are doing very well and they are not, uh, you know, famous. They're not uh, people you've ever heard of. They're just folks who got, got good jobs, got good careers, and they're excellent at them. And when you're excellent at something, someone will pay you money. This whole idea that we can't get along without a, a hand up, it's, it's not true all the time anymore. I'm not saying it never happens and people never get discriminated against. I see it all the time. Yes, it does happen. But, you know, this is not the 40s. A lot of people are doing well and a lot of people have taken for granted this education system that we have. And even though it's not perfect, far from perfect, a lot of people blow that off and don't go to school and drop out of school and have all these kids they can't afford. And because I'm not an old white man, you know, I'm not getting blasted for saying it, but it's true. You know, they're, they're not wrong. And I'm not just talking about black people who do it. Let's go to Appalachia. You know, there's the problem with America is we have a lot of people who will never, ever realize the American dream. It's not in their capabilities. They can't do it. They don't know how to do it. And so they struggle. And America has no time for that. America in and of itself is about, hey, it's out here. If you want it, are you willing to do the things to get it? And it feeds to your naked ambition. And if you're not ambitious, America's going to be a very, very, very tough place for you to live. And so, yes, this is a problem, but it's not the biggest problem we have. Our bigger issue is the number of people who weren't going to be going to college anyway. They're not thinking about college. They're not college age. We've got a gun crisis. And the number one victim of this gun culture that I can see are the young black males mostly, but young black people who you all thought were going to be going to college. They're not all, they're not going to college, the kids I'm talking about, and they are in crisis and we're not doing shit for them. So as far as I can tell, I don't care about affirmative action in education. I don't. The system is rigged anyway. You got people out here buying their kids into Ivy League schools. It's, it's the same. It's the haves versus the have nots. And don't assume that all the have-nots are black, because they're not. And so I don't see how this is the worst thing that can happen to us. The world has changed quite a bit. You're going to look at a lot of these admissions programs and a lot of these universities, and you're going to see more people of color there than you would have seen 50 or 60 years ago. We have made progress. But now, if they want to repeal this, great. Can we finally, you know, move past needing a door held open for us because we're black. You know, I wouldn't want to be that person anyway. You know, the token. That's just me. That's how I feel. And it's really going to play out interestingly in the workplace when this repeal of diversity, equity, and inclusion and all this languaging goes away because it's going to go away. It's not fair. It's not fair, but I understand it's not fair for black people either. I get it. I'm a black woman. It's completely not fair for me. Nothing was designed for me. But that doesn't mean that I am not going to do my very best and be successful in my own. I'm successful now. 
A lot of us are successful. I'm not sure why we're always so upset. And I understand that we want people to feel like the world is available to them. But for some people, it's not. And it's not anything to do with their race. It's to do with their intellect. And a lot of people haven't been going to going to college and even taking advantage of affirmative action. If you worked in the field that I work and you look and see what I see and you see the numbers, you would be more alarmed about the fact that these kids are just killing themselves at, at, at a super high rate. You know, I'm not sure how this isn't a crisis that leads the news every day. And what are we going to do about it? You know, and, and so even if we were to rely on the government to change the gun laws, it doesn't matter. Kids are in love with a gun culture. You know, the way I grew up wanting to buy polo shirts and, uh, you know, going to the record store, they'd rather go buy a gun uh, and take a picture with it on social media because they look cool. I've heard it out of their own mouths. You look like a thug. Why are you hanging out with people who have guns? Why do you have a gun? Oh, I don't, I don't think I'm a thug. I just think I look cool. So you got to change the whole culture. And the majority of these kids that I'm talking about, they ain't hardly thinking about going to college. You could hold a door open all day, and they're not even going. They're barely making it through high school. I just think we need to be concerned about what we're concerned about. And I don't know. That doesn't bother me. Even repealing it in the workplace. I've already been discriminated against by other black people. <laughs> the world is discriminatory. There is a ton of bias out here. So, you know, I, I just, I'm not waiting on the government to save my bacon for anything. Whether it's kid or, you know, whether it's college or whether it's work, you know, you can have all these federal, uh, liberal ideals. But if, if your boss doesn't agree with it, it doesn't matter. How many people are going to successfully file a lawsuit? It doesn't happen all the time. You know, a lot of people are just like, fuck this. I'll just go work somewhere else where I am welcome. You know, I just, I really just feel like we have bigger fish to fry. And we have so much inequality, you know, and everybody focuses on the racial stuff. I would just be happy if we could have a real uh, conversation around financial, you know, gender inequality, gender pay gap, you know. Uh, and some of this stuff won't be decided by the government. It doesn't matter what the government says. Because some of these schools that we were hoping folks could get into, they were going to be hostile environments towards our children anyway. Why would you subject your child to that? You know, and if you're if you're going to a school where where that has to be considered, then maybe that's not the right school for you. You know, I think we have big fish to fry. I'm not I'm not as upset or offended as other people about affirmative action going away. I knew it was going away. It's been talked about going away for the last 20 years and it's coming towards the workplace. They're going to overturn that, too. I am still very, like I said, more concerned about Roe v. Wade because people are still having children that they don't want. I mean, I think education has changed dramatically. I think as an industry, education is in trouble because you got a lot of younger people who look around and they're like, well, what do, what do I get in exchange for giving you $200,000 for a degree? I can go on YouTube. 
learn how to code and go make a ton of cash. Why would I go to college? Or somebody who's not that sharp, maybe they're not into the streets or anything, or maybe they're not, you know, into some kind of bad way. They're not a bad human. They just don't particularly want to go to college. They don't see college in their future. Um, they, they can go to trade school. Everybody's going to need their toilet fixed. And I'm going to tell you something. On a day when you don't have any plumbing, you can't wait to see the plumber. Uh, you can go to learn HVAC. You know, I've been in a house where there was no heat and it was 20 degrees in the house. Uh, I never was so happy as to see the HVAC guy. So there's plenty of opportunities out here for people and they don't have to spend all their money. And they, they can see a way to pay it back quickly and have a career. And that's not college anymore. College is it's way too expensive. And why nobody stepped in to cap the costs on that, that lets you know that that, that was always going to be a problem. This is just a contraction because now they need all the people they can get to, to sign up for these programs and go to these universities. They can't afford to lose the money, so they they couldn't care less about affirmative action going away because now they don't have to save spots because the precious spots they have that somebody is going to take, they need that money to stay afloat. Everything is about to contract, guys. Everything's about to get smart, much, much smaller than it was. That's just because there's not going to be enough people to consume. We're, we're taking that giant baby boomer population and moving them from consumers or from producers every day to now consumers of resources and they're not it's just they're just it's just not going to be enough and there's not going to be enough people to keep all these universities open the next phase you're going to hear is universities getting smaller and closing up and going away or or pivoting and offering things they never offered before because there's not going to be enough students there's not going to be enough workers. People are retiring from all these institutions. And it's just, it's going to, everything's going to get smaller and tighter. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. Because once it contracts, then it can grow again. You know? And it, I'm hoping, I'm guessing, uh, I'm hoping, I'm guessing that many people are hoping our population will grow because that's, because they got rid of Roe. You know? It's crazy. And if you look at the numbers, it's this is worldwide. I'd be more concerned about a global takeover if somebody decided like, yeah, we're going to finally, you know, own America. Let's let's take over. Except every population is like this. China's population is way, way too old. And then they did that crazy thing where it was like, we're only going to have one child and mostly girls. There's not enough boys. There's not enough men to balance out their population of women. And they're suffering for that now. I mean, and you you got all these old people everywhere. There was a boom of of people in the 50s and late 40s, mostly the 50s. And it's like, huh, of course suburbs were able to grow. Of course things were growing because we were a growing population. But now we're not. So get ready. I mean, a lot of things are going to be uh, contracted and it's not necessarily going to be a good or a bad thing. It's just going to be the way it is because there's not going to be enough people to fill the the spaces. 
and it's going to look different for a lot of folks. So I wouldn't be that worried about uh, affirmative action going away. It's coming to, they're going to repeal, repeal some of this workplace stuff too. But like I said, I've been discriminated against and it's been by a black employer. So, you know, you do the math there. I've been harassed by the police twice, both black officers, you know, come on. (laughs) Sorry. Everybody thinks we're all having this collective black experience and we're not. A lot of people are doing really well. And there are some people who are just getting by and there's some people who are doing worse than that. And there's a lot of violence and a lot of drugs and a lot of chaos and a lot of shooting and killing. It's there, that part of society exists, and it's not just in rap records. And they have sort of taken over the black culture, this culture everybody seems to be so proud and happy about. I don't understand it. I don't get it. I feel I'm not quite get off my lawn old, but I don't understand this violence. I don't understand that every conflict is resolved with killing somebody. And, you know, people used to say, oh, it's not that bad. I'm telling you, it's that bad. And we can't fix it if we don't pay attention to it. If you don't read your newspaper and you don't just take a glance at the, the what's going on, how would you know? You know? And in a place like St. Louis, everybody just sort of like, oh, it's not that bad. And they start talking about what it was like when they were young. And it's not like that. These young people want to be gangsters, even the kids who don't have to be. It's a lot going on. So I'm just suggesting that we all pay very close attention and stop worrying about what, what may or may not be taken from us and what that means. And pay attention to what's really going on right now. Like you you can see if you just do a a cursory glance, you'll be able to see we got much, much bigger fish to fry than that. Because some of these kids weren't thinking about college anyway. And they're desperately sad and poor. And some of them are even choosing that, which I don't understand, you know. It just never occurs to some young people to go get a job, let alone go to college. You know, this music has made them think they need so much money and it's it's a conflict. So they need to have all this money, but they can't really work other than selling drugs. That's the culture that we've set up for the kids. And I want to say not me, but I'm alive and I let this happen. You know, if you're if you're alive, you let this happen on your watch. And I don't understand. They just took over. the Somebody took over the music and the movies and just well, there are no good movies. There really aren't. Um, but I can say that they took over music and just turned it into nothing but guns, drugs and sex. And I kid you not, the numbers of young people who listen to this music nonstop and aspire to this lifestyle will be alarming to you. If you were to pay attention to it, you would be alarmed. I was not, but the last five years I've been made very, very familiar, and it is disturbing because formerly middle-class kids, kids that would have been middle-class when I was growing up, they want to, you know, sell drugs and and um, 
have a bunch of kids and, you know, they want to be like the songs. And, you know, to not talk about it is really alarming. And that's the other thing that black people don't want to talk about either is, uh, well, I'm skipping topics and I don't want to. We're at 20 minutes. I want to wrap this thing up. I want to find something happy to end on because it's the end of June. Yipes. June 30th. Happy birthday, Kelly. Um, this is wild, man. Um, time is going fast. And like I said, I don't want to lose time worrying about what is being taken away from us. American society is changing. It's going to change drastically simply because it has to because of the math. If you just do the math and you look at the numbers with the boomers, it's going to contract. Okay. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just going to be different. And I wouldn't panic about any of this because I don't think racism is as bad as it used to be. Um, I'm not saying it's gone away. Some of the stuff isn't racism. Some of it is classism. Some of it is prejudicial. I think the worst villain in, in our origin story in America is banking, the banking system. I think banks are truly evil. I think they have redlined cities and, and made people's property values irrelevant. And they've been the most discriminating of any industry in the country. Um, I think that bothers me more than anything if we start talking about race. Because you really impact someone's life when you tell them they can't live in a certain neighborhood which means they don't have access to the same resources or the same schools. And then you wonder 50 years later why, you know, half the city is a shoot-em-up festival. Half the region is just impoverished and the other half is pretty good, you know. Um, And I do think there's discrimination in most cases in terms from from banks has been race-based. And I think it's been criminal. And, I, and they're still criminal. Jamie Dimon is basically financed uh, Jeffrey, what's his name? I was getting ready to call him Jeffrey Dahmer. The other horrible, what's with the name Jeffrey? Jeffrey Epstein. All right, friends. <laughs> I'm trying to find a positive note, and I can't. Uh, anyway, I hope you have an amazing weekend. It's We're hitting July tomorrow. And then uh, 4th of July. So next week is kind of weird, because 4th of July is like on a like what Tuesday or something but everything is what it's supposed to be and we're learning what we're supposed to learn and we have opportunities to be great don't get hung up on being mad okay don't get hung up on being mad where you see uh racism and politics and all this nonsense there are bigger picture issues we need to be concerned with and you know basically God is good and God is still in control And I do believe that good triumphs over evil. So eventually we're going to see a turn and it is going to get good for us. You know, the the last shall be first and the first shall be last. Right. And I'm not saying that in some sort of sing songy, you know, we shall overcome way. I just I just believe in karma. I believe in karma and I believe a lot of us are doing the right things and good things happen to good people. I believe that. Have an amazing weekend. Be your best self. 
Fall in love with your life. Fall in love with your friends and your family, the people who love you. Um, And stop being so hard on yourself. You know, a lot of people love and care about you. I'm one of them. Thank you so much for listening. Continue to like, subscribe and all of that. And uh, if you want to follow us on Spotify, it really helps. But wherever you listen, I appreciate you. And uh, let's just keep growing this thing. Because I swear, if uh, people applied my brand of logic to a lot of issues, you just things would just go a lot better. You just feel a lot better. Yeah. All right. Take care.